Greetings. This is Justin Allen with the Elite Nurse Practitioner. Welcome to the Elite Nurse Practitioner Show, a podcast dedicated to nurse practitioner entrepreneurism and achieving financial freedom, where I talk directly with nurse practitioners who need help. Listen up. Our market is saturated. Jobs can be scarce. We are underpaid. We are undervalued. We are taken advantage of by the sharks within the healthcare system. And frankly, screw that. Sick of it. And it's time for a change. And listen, I'm here to help make that happen. We are powerful. We can forge a path where we are in control of our career and ultimately our financial and personal well-being. You do not need to submit to healthcare administrators and your doctor overlords. You do not have to take the measly salary. You do not have to work 50 to 60 hours a week. There is a different way, and I'm here to show you that path. This podcast is raw and unfiltered. I have not talked to nurse practitioners in this podcast prior to the call outside of an email exchange to schedule the episode. What you're about to listen to is a consultation session between a nurse practitioner and myself. It is real, it is unscripted, it is unplanned, and I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Anything and everything can happen during our conversation. The nurse practitioners in these episodes are struggling with an issue in their professional or financial life, and they have reached out to me for help. My goal is to help a nurse practitioner with actionable advice that will enhance and improve their professional, business, and financial life. My other goal is to hopefully help my nurse practitioner sisters and brothers build a more productive, powerful, and free life. So I hope the content and information within these podcast episodes does just that. All right, on to the episode. Hello, everyone. Today, we'll be talking to Andy, who is practicing out of Missouri. Currently, he is working 100% in his business as a contract job he was doing ended in March, which forced him to go all in on his wellness practice. He started his practice about a year ago while he continued to work part-time doing COVID screenings on a contract basis. He is needing assistance with marketing his practice to increase patient volume and get the message out that he exists in his community. He is also wanting to break down his service lines to determine which one has the highest return on investment and create a subscription membership model for payment. Andy, what's up? Man. Hey, good morning, Justin. I'm glad to finally uh, get on one of your podcasts. I've listened to nearly all of them so far, and they're great. <laughs> no, 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 it's great to have you on board, man. You've been talking for the last, oh, geez, two years or so when Elite MP first came out. And you're honestly, man, you're one of my first success stories. So I'm glad to have you on here. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I, I'm glad to be a part of it. You definitely are inspiring. So I'm so grateful that I was able to connect with you um, and get started on my own practice. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So let's just jump right into it then, man. So let's go ahead and introduce you to everyone. So how long have you been a nurse practitioner for, you know, maybe what you were doing as an RN, just give us a little bit of background of uh, where you've been the last couple of years and how you got to where you're at today. Yeah, I'm happy to. So I've been a nurse forever, 30 plus years. My background mainly is ER trauma as helicopter flight nurse for about eight years. Then I moved over to more administrative, like quality improvement. Fortunately, in that position, I could work from home. So that allowed me time then to go back to uh, to grad school. So that's when I became a nurse practitioner. I became an adult gerontology primary care nurse practitioner. Don't suggest it for anybody. I don't even think that the programs exist anymore, but kind of got pigeonholed right there, right? Because you can only care for people age 13 and above. So it was tough finding an NP job after school because most people are looking for family. And so I ended up in internal medicine, worked there for about nine 
nine months, hated every, every minute of it. The collaborating doc that I was working with was to be bluntly, he was an ass. I didn't <laughs> discover that until after I started there, but um, you know, it was my first P job. So I needed, I needed a little help to get started, sure. but he was so busy in his practice. He didn't have the time and didn't want to allow the time. And there were some other nurse practitioners in the practice next door. We had the same practice manager. We shared the same practice manager. So I asked him like, can I just, you know, shadow the nurse practitioner over there for a bit, just to you know, get the hang of the charting and all. And he's like, no, cause I don't want you to learn any bad habits. So that was um, that was kind of a clue there that he didn't have a great respect for nurse practitioners. So it was freaking miserable. And so I actually ended up quitting without a job in the waiting. So until I started my practice in June of last year, I was really just doing some part-time work. So most recently I had a contract job that I was doing COVID screenings um, actually for the last two years. And that just ended in March. It was a sweet gig. I wrote it for a while. I mean, I really was more of, of a Walmart greeter than anything. I didn't use any yeah. skills. I was just taking temperature and confirming they did their uh, COVID screening, but it was an early childhood development center. So it was so easy. It was, it was great to see the kids come in every day and their parents and all, but uh, so it was four hours a day, 630 to 1030, but then it allowed me time in the afternoon to work on my practice. So yeah, here I am now just devoting all of my time since the beginning of April um, to building my practice. Great. So I guess the COVID contract thing that was giving you the money to essentially live off of and maybe invest a little bit into your practice. Yeah, absolutely. So fortunately, you know, I'm, I'm married, my spouse, he's retired Air Force and um, now is a massage therapist, just works part time. So, you know, fortunately, we had, you know, his income, and then I'm able to be on his insurance as well. So that was helpful because, you know, a part time agency job four hours a day really didn't bring home a lot of money. Sure. Just enough though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you opened this up. It was originally kind of a men's health practice, right? It is. So in the name, it's men's clinic. And I did that sure. because I was really wanting to attract more of the TRT patients, right? But I also started with, at the same time, doing IVs and um, medical aesthetics, you know, toxins and, and fillers as well. So, sure. you know, again, with the name, I feel like I'm somewhat pigeonholed in that I'm only, you know, people th- assume maybe I'm only seeing men in the practice. Where in reality, I have about 30% women that come to see me for both IVs and aesthetics. So uh, I really want to try to get the message out there that it's not just for men and we're treating women as well. Well, I think first and foremost, man, you're going to need to, I mean, you're going to need to create a new name. So maybe what you could do is, you know, 70% of your patients are men, right? Mm -hmm. And so those 70%, I'm assuming it's testosterone. You're also doing some aesthetics and kind of stuff like that with them as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe what you could do. So if you want to start getting, you know, building up this other revenue stream, you know, in terms of the IV goes and the aesthetics and start getting some more women in the door, maybe you should just form like another little, like little DBA or something, and maybe just have like a little separate website or something, and maybe just kind of operate under two different names just so the public kind of sees two different things. You know what I mean? So the men will see a men's health clinic because I mean, that's what men like. And then the women will see, you know, whatever aesthetics and wellness, for example. Right. So that might be, that's going to be pretty cheap to do. And I think that it'll really help cure any confusion. You know what I mean? Because I think that if you continue to operate under that men's health name, man, I think it's always going to cause confusion. Always. Right, right. Yeah, I, n- I never gave that a thought. Um, the thing about that I just popped in my head about that, though, is like, how would I coordinate schedules? You know, like I have, you know, my EMR is how I schedule through, right? So like coordinating the two different names would be a bit of a challenge. I mean, you could operate under all the same stuff, you know, EMR, same bank accounts, same like all that. I mean, it's going to be under the same stuff. 
but maybe just inside the clinic, instead of the men's health name, maybe just use, you know, the noun or, you know, whatever words in your clinic as just, you know, inside the clinic, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So maybe just get rid of the men's health. So when people come in, they're not seeing, you know, whatever men's health clinic, they're just seeing the name of your practice. Gotcha. And so, right, right, right. So you can just get rid of like that subheading men's sure. health. Okay. And so then that way they can just, they can just get scheduled in. And it's not really that big of a deal. I mean, with my men's health practice, I mean, we have women come in all the time with their husbands or coming in to pick up like a refill or something. Or, mm -hmm. I mean, we, we treat a few women as well, my men's health practice, like, uh, you know, patients, wives and stuff. So I don't know if it'll necessarily cause any much confusion for any men's health patients that might be there. Or even perhaps what are you about just recreating the name, just sort of rebranding the name that we currently have. Sure. I mean, you could do that too. I mean, that's mm -hmm. another option as well. I don't know, man, just with the men's health in the name, I really feel like that might help with conversions. You know what I mean? Like they just see that it's a men's health clinic. It's a, it's a place for men to come hang out, to get mm -hmm. treatment and that sort of thing. So like, I really feel like that if that men's health isn't in the name, it, it might decrease the new patient conversion rate for the men's health arm of your practice. Right, right. It might. You know? Although, you know, again, with the three services, I have to say the aesthetics part of it is, uh, has a bigger return on investment. Okay. Um, and probably the most, the one that I'm kind of most passionate about. I okay. actually love doing it. Well, I guess, let me ask you this. So 70% of your patients right now are men. Out of that 70%, how much of that is aesthetics versus just, you know, straight testosterone patients? Oh, probably uh, about 20%. Okay. So you're wanting to really build up the aesthetics arm of this then? Yes. Yeah. So 50% of your patients now are aesthetics then really? Yeah. That's mostly true. the women and then the 20% of men or so? Yeah. And sprinkle in with some IVs. Sure. I mean, it's 50-50, right? You could do 50% aesthetics now and 50% testosterone. I mean, these are both two profitable service lines. You definitely don't want to get rid of either one, right? Right, um, right. Yeah. I mean, go where the money is and go go with what's profitable. So yeah, man, it's kind of a hard decision. Do you change the name completely or do you maybe just operate under, you know, maybe just a separate DBA for both of them or whatever? Does your LLC have men's health in it? In the it name? does not. No, it's a very generic name. Okay, perfect. So then, yeah, what's stopping you from just doing a couple DBAs? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good thought. And then just operate same bank account, same EIN, same EMR. Like, I think that'll just make your life so much simpler. Sweet. All right. Yeah. Good. Just changing names, man, and doing all that, like, it's mm -hmm. a pain in the ass, dude. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I think about, like, all that I've spent on marketing so far and, like, nice business cards and flyers and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Correct. Just keep that in mind. I think maybe I, maybe that maybe that'd be the best way to do it. Maybe just create like a separate landing page mm -hmm. for the aesthetics and wellness or whatever and start driving people to that landing page. You know, start driving the women to that landing page. There you go. That Good would thought. be a yeah. quick fix. And so I I just hired uh, somebody to help me with marketing. So getting the social media posts out there has been tough for me. It's, it's not my gig. I just, <laughs> I don't sure. like to do it. So I toiled around with it for a long, long time. So I interviewed five people and made the decision this past weekend. So um, yeah, I have a guy coming on. It's going to be just contract work. But initially I offered a thousand bucks a month to cover like, you know, so many social media posts of working on my email list, you know, that sort of thing. And they helped me get a membership going. So he came back with like $1,500. So we negotiated. So for the first three months, it's going to be 750 bucks. And at the end of three months, we'll, re, you know, reevaluate and, you know, see if, right. you know, if he, we're getting some, some patients in. I do believe it's going to help a ton. So that's promising. And I think that it, we're going to start seeing an increase in our, um, in our schedule. Okay. So you're paying this guy 750 bucks a month for three months. 
months. And then you're essentially at the three month mark, you're going to determine if he's actually worth it or not. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, I think that's reasonable. I mean, you know, sometimes as the business owner, I mean, you either like marketing or you don't, man. And Mm -hmm. if you just don't like doing it, then there's no point in wasting your time and pulling your hair out over it. I mean, I think that's pretty reasonable. I mean, $750 a month is really not that bad. Now you're, so you're going to have that, you know, that's just the management fee. Now you're gonna have the ad spend too. So have you guys talked about how much you're going to spend on the actual ads a month? Right. So, um, you know, as far as Google ads and Facebook ads, initially you just kind of keep it low and see what kind of drive we get, but you know, somewhere around maybe 200 bucks a month, which isn't a lot, but um, no, it's not. just to see if we get some, um, some leads there. I have a Google business page. Um, and so it's really working for me. Got a lot of, you know, five-star reviews and it's coming up, you know, creeping up there closer to the top. And so I always ask people when they come in, you know, how'd you find me? And so a lot of them will say, you know, through Google. So. And see, that's what I mean, man. If you get rid of that men's health, all those people aren't going to find you anymore. Right. You know, and I remember, you know, early on you talking about, you know, if you're doing a TRT clinic somewhere in there, you have to have men's or something like that in it. So that's why I I chose the name. Correct. I mean, you just proved your point here. I mean, people organically finding you is so critically important. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would say at least half of my patients just find me organically. You know, they just search and boom, I come right up. Right. So maybe you could just do, maybe see if you can create another Google listing under the same address and just say, you know, whatever aesthetics and wellness as well. Gotcha. So that way the women who are looking for Botox and aesthetics and stuff, you know, your stuff will be popping up on top as well. I mean, that's free. Right, right. Now back to this ad spend of $200 a month. So you're paying someone $750 a month to manage $200 a month in ad spend. I just don't know what they're going to be able to do for you. So I might have to increase that a bit. Yeah, $200 is really not that much, man. Uh Typically with marketing agencies, when they are managing your ads, typically the amount that you're paying them a month, it usually determines how much ad spend is within that tier. So for example, if you were going to spend like $1,000 to $1,500 a month, typically that would cost about $500 to $750 a month in management fees. If you were going to spend $10,000 a month, typically that's going to cost about three or $4,000 a month in management fees, because the more you're spending, the more there is to manage, right? There's more ads. There's just a lot more factors going on behind the scenes and then tracking the performance of it. Look at all the performance indicators. I mean, so you're paying them for your time or for their time, right? And so if you're only spending $200 a month on ad spend, I feel like you're just giving this guy $750 a month for not really going to be doing a whole lot. For doing social media posts and- um, Correct. Yeah, yeah. The other thing too, I wanted to mention is I, um, I initially had my website built. Um, it was, um, it's not great. It's on show it platform. And so I, I thought hired, your website looks pretty good, man. Thanks. Well, you know, I wanted to do some e-commerce on there as well. Cause I have my own uh, medical grade skincare line. And so yeah. I wanted to sell on that, but show it wouldn't support that. So yeah, I hired somebody last year to make a new website for me on GoDaddy. And long story short, he was delayed, delayed, delayed getting it out to me. And so it's finally up and running. And so this new guy that's coming on is going to help me tweak that the website. Okay, good. So you're gonna have a little e-commerce store on the website for selling some skincare products. Yes. I mean, you should definitely generate some sales from that, especially if you're pushing the aesthetics, skincare mm-hmm. kind of stuff as well. And also, you know, you should definitely have some ads in your clinic as well, you know, pushing that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it'll be a huge money maker, but I definitely think you'll make a little money off of it for sure. Yeah. So I guess, do you have any other questions? I mean, you're paying this guy $750 a month. He said, you said he's going to do social media posts. Like he's going to get on there and post things on your social media page. He is. And so, um, you know, I'm going to tell him sort of what content ahead of time, you know, he's going to 
probably take, you know, a day or so and create all these posts and then send about schedule them to, to be sent out. Also working on email subscriptions. So um, I have Aweber. I haven't used yeah. much of it. It's the free subscription. So we either use that or, you know, one of the others to get the message out there as well. And then he's going to help me work on creating the membership as well. The monthly subscription membership. Correct. Yeah. Especially, um, so, you know, I can combine the, the three services together for a membership. You know, you pay, I don't know, a hundred bucks a month, 200 bucks a month. And with that, you get a percent off your toxins and so much off of filler and free IV or whatever. Well, why are you going to have him help you with that? Is he in the medical practice well, he has some background background in marketing and he's created this for other services. They're not oh, okay. medical aesthetic services, but other services. So he has some yeah, knowledge yeah. about it. Okay, gotcha. Let's rewind here for a minute for the uh, for the email marketing. So AWeber is great. Um, that's mm-hmm. what I use. I mean, it's what I use for managing the Elite MP email list. And you have 10,000 plus email subscribers on here. So are you um, paying for that? Yeah, yeah. After I think 500, you have to start paying for it. I pay... Mm-hmm. I pay quite a bit of like I'm, I'm paying three three hundred dollars plus a month, I believe. But I just have such a huge email list. You aren't going to have a very large email list, so I think it's free up to five hundred. Don't okay. quote me on that, but I believe that's what it is. What you need to do is you need to have him help you set that up, mm-hmm. and you need to start beginning collecting every email address for every patient you have, and you need him to either be doing this once a week or once once a month or whatever, putting those email addresses into that email platform, mm-hmm. and then. Every week, two weeks, monthly, whatever it is that you want to do with my mental practice, we just do once a month. You need to be shooting an email blast out to your current patients, you know, with certain promotions. Remember, it's cheaper and more effective and more efficient to market to your established patients than getting new patients. The return on investment to marketing to established patients is much higher than getting new patients. So maximize it completely. Okay. So like once a month, you know, that's what we do. Like, for example, we uh, introduced NAD plus at my men's health practice. We shot an email blast out to all established patients. Now having NAD plus a couple paragraphs or whatever, you know, established patients, only $200 or whatever for a vial. It worked. It generated yeah. business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Perfect. So that's free, man. That mm-hmm. doesn't cost you a dime. Yeah. You're just maximizing the lifetime value of every single patient. Absolutely. Make sure he sets that up for you. Right. Yeah, it should be pretty simple. Uh, my EMR, I currently use aesthetic record for my EMR. So, okay. um, you know, I can easily pull those out of there and yes. um, they can just put them right into uh, AWeber. And then I've okay, done perfect. some tox parties in the past too. So like Botox parties. So generated some emails from that, just sign perfect. up for this. So I you know, have yeah. those available to put in as well. Great, great. Make sure you have them sign an electronic communication consent form. Okay. Yeah, make sure you have them sign that. You don't want to just be blasting patients with emails. Okay. You want to make sure they sign a consent. So you'll just start including that in your initial patient paperwork. Perfect. So anyways, I think this is a pretty good strategy. I think you just might want to maybe reconsider up, upping the ad spend a little bit if you can. I think that you'll probably get your biggest bang for your buck. Men's health will be a Google ads, Google search ads. I think that's where you'll get your biggest bang for your buck for men's health. And then I think that for the aesthetics and wellness, I think uh, you know Facebook and those sorts of things will probably be your biggest bang, bang for your yeah. buck. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, even TikTok now is becoming pretty popular for that sort of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I don't know, do you have any specific questions for the marketing aspect of this? No, I think we, we've covered it all pretty well. Okay. So remember, separate landing page for the aesthetics, separate page for the men's health. The objective of each ad will be sending people to whatever page, right? Yes. And then from their viewpoint, they think that this is an aesthetics wellness practice or this is a men's health practice, which okay. it is. I mean, yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, how's your practice doing? I know it's been open for a year. You know, you started from zero uh, to what? I mean, how's it going? Is it on autopilot? Is revenue paying expenses? 
Uh, not quite there yet. So it was part-time until just recently. So as far as patients are concerned, like men's health, the TRT, I have about 70 and you need to count those again, but about 70 patients for aesthetics. Um, I think over since I started, I probably have seen close to 50 plus patients. A lot of those are repeats. So that's great. Um, same with the IVs. I have a lot of the same people that come in for IVs. So operating wise, it, it, last year, totally only made $58,000. It was just part-time. Still have a little bit of debt from starting less than $10,000 in debt left oh, perfect. to pay off. So you're so paying that's that not off. Too bad. Yeah, we're getting it paid off. Right. Um, right. But just because, you know, the revenue stream hasn't been that great. So I have, you know, just kind of waiting till I can get more patients in to get that paid off. But my right. goal is by a year, we opened in June, a year to be, you know, on autopilot. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like you're almost there. So walk me through this a little bit. You know, it doesn't have to be exact, but ballpark expenses a month. What are we looking at? Well, it depends, you know, so the aesthetic part of it, pretty pricey, the products are pricey, you know, so for me to get an order of toxin in, I'm spending at least 7,000 bucks there. And right. then for, you know, a filler order, um, some pretty close to that, you know, seven to $10,000 for that. The IV part of it, I don't know, I'll probably spend about 300 bucks a month, 400 bucks a month for the IV supplies. So these are what I call fluctuating expenses. They're going to change based off of patient volume and demand. Let's talk about static expenses. Like what do Rent. you need to keep the door open? Rent, utilities, you know, stuff like that. Insurance. Yeah. 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 So uh, liability insurance, obviously. Rent is pretty decent. So where I am located now, I have a 300 square feet, my office, and then we have an office across the hall where my spouse does massage. He's a massage therapist. I also use that room for IV overflows. So for the two rooms, we pay 1200 bucks a month, and that includes uh, all the utilities. So that's a pretty decent deal. The downside is that the building is a, it's both commercial and residential. And so there's uh, no uh, storefront, right? So nobody knows right. That I'm here by just driving by. So yeah, our goal really is this year is to find a storefront so that we can yeah. be seen more. Oh yeah, dude, you'll get so much walking traffic if you can do that. You know, I'm not paying myself at this point, so you know, it's just a matter of supplies. Yeah, I was going to say it sounds like this is mostly just supply costs. It is. Yeah, yeah. So you're paying 1,200 bucks a month essentially for for the office, the utilities, everything, mm -hmm. the supply costs. Now those come and go with patient volume. Are you having a large, a large stock of supplies? No, I only keep about $15,000 worth of a product in stock. Gotcha. Okay. So what would you estimate then? How far are you from autopilot? I mean, how far are you from this thing just is paying for itself? I anticipate that with the increase in marketing that I'm going to be filling my schedule. And like I said, my goal was June. I'll be a little more lenient and say July, but I'm thinking about, you know, midsummer, I should be on autopilot. You're there. Yeah. I mean, you're a month or two away. It just sounds like you're just right there. So you have 70 men's health patients. How much are you charging a month for like your TRT program? Yeah. So I have um, three levels for testosterone supplies, all mailed to their house. That's 150 a month. Testosterone with um, either HCG or enclomiphene is 190. And then those two plus a peptide is 375 a month. I always okay. have the guys uh, sign up for at least three months in advance. So they prepay for three months. And then I offer 10% discount for six months and 20% yep. for 12 months. So perfect. really, and the other thing I needed to work on, Justin, too, is just making this a, a recurrent payment, right? So they're getting billed monthly rather than me Correct. waiting for their membership to expire. Usually what happens is... They start to run out of the medicine and they'll notify me. And then I'll say, oh, your membership is due. So are you ready to, re to renew? And th so that's how we do it. It's a little cumbersome. Walk me through this real quick. I think there might be a leak here maybe. Okay, so then 
someone comes in, they want to pay monthly. Let's just keep it simple for the base rate of 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. Walk me through this. So they pay you 150 bucks. You give them a five ml vial of testosterone or whatever, right? Well, the unfortunate part is I can't dispense in Missouri. Well, well you said it from a compounding pharmacy. Yeah, absolutely. Right. 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 Yeah. So the compounding pharmacy dispenses them a five ml vial, right? Mm-hmm. Standard dose that usually lasts five to six weeks, usually. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more, just depending. Yeah. So they pay you one month. 150 bucks, you give them a vial that lasts six to eight weeks. How are you insuring their pain the next month? I won't renew their prescription until they pay up. So gotcha. They're constantly- so they'll have to pay for the previous month and then the upcoming month. Right. And so it works out really well right now because I do, I have uh, signed up for at least three months at a time. And so um, I'm able to send a three month supply of medication uh, I see. Gotcha. to the compounding pharmacy. So nearly at the end of that three months, they're really out of medication and, and need. Right. And that's when they renew. But again, it's a little cumbersome. I really know it is to, uh, you know, have auto pay and even consider, you know, auto uh, drop ship as well. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of difficult with a controlled substance prescription. Though, I mean, cause you got to sign for it and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's sense. just really no way around that. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. But the, uh, the automatic payment. Yeah. So basically right now they're basically you're forcing them to pay for three months at a minimum in advance. Right. Yep. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So I'm going to say, man, I don't know the exact numbers for my practice, but I would say probably 60, 60 to 70% probably pay me in advance like that two to 12 months in advance. So most guys do because, because, you know, you get a little bit of a discount gotcha. and then the other 30, 40% just are on an automatic subscription program just monthly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you just need to get a payment processor that just allows you to do that. Right. What payment processor are you using right now? Uh, it's through my EMR. Um, it's called okay. current. It's uh, clearant is the uh is there an automatic function on it for a monthly subscription there is um and it would work okay. for memberships as well okay perfect so yeah i would definitely try to get that set up as soon as possible if you can it'll definitely help yeah these are just little growing pains right here that you're kind of just having right now i remember having these exact issues when i okay. first started and it's just one of those things that you just you kind of get worked out and then once you hire an employee and ma or something they kind of just take it over for you so it's just one of those things that you're gonna have to just it's cumbersome, like you said, tracking everyone's subscription or you know subscription, their payment, their prescription. But yeah, the easiest way to do it is exactly what you're doing. Just you know, wait for them to tell you when they're out. Basically, they're not going to go without treatment. Right, right, right. Yeah. Are you setting up reminders at all in your EMR to shoot them a I, text or whatever when they should I, have a, a refill? Yeah. Well, I, not for that, but for follow-up labs. So when they leave the office after their initial assessment, I uh, set up a schedule and email to go out to them to remind them we have follow-up labs to do. And then when they respond to me, yes, go ahead and charge my credit card on file. Then I put their lab order in and then we follow up. Most of the time, some guys come in in office for follow-up, but a lot of them we can do virtually. Right. Okay. Well, maybe think about having another reminder that you can send out to them for refill. You know, it'd be like, okay, you know, we gave you a 5 ml or 10 ml vial or whatever it is. You know, you should be up for a refill in three or four months. I don't know. Maybe just throw another one in there that sends it out to maybe a few weeks before they're up for the refill. So that's easy. Something else maybe to remind them. Yeah. All right. I hope everyone's enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to take a quick break to thank everyone listening and also give a big thank you to all of my social media followers and email subscribers. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to our email list at www.leadnp.com. And make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Email subscribers will receive updates on new weekly podcast episodes, multiple weekly articles we publish, new courses, and everything else related to helping you succeed. 
Remember, all Elite Nurse Practitioner courses are designed to help you build a niche practice, increase your financial strength, and to break free from the rat race. If I can break free and the other countless nurse practitioners can break free, then so can you. Additionally, please share this podcast with your other nurse practitioners, sisters, and brothers out there. The more NPs that venture out on their own, the stronger our profession will become. Now, let's get back to the episode. So I guess let's talk about then this subscription membership thing. So mm-hmm. tell me your initial thoughts. What were you kind of thinking? Well, I was looking at other models, so like med spas in the area. So they're offering different tiers. So middle of the road tier is like 199 bucks, and with that, um, they get for toxin rather than say twelve dollars a unit. It's ten dollars a unit. Um, they'll get a couple hundred bucks off filler. Oh, that's a little steep, but maybe ten percent off filler. They'll get an IV once a month if they want. So you know, offering them something right for that discount, yeah. but then that's generating recurrent you know revenue Correct. that they're paying monthly. Yeah. Um, just trying to figure out though, is it sort of a use it or lose it? Or did they bank all this? That's something to think about as well. Right. I don't want them to lose it. You know, I think that's kind of bad business, right? It's kind of bad karma if you don't, they don't use this stuff. But I mean, there has to be some limit on it, right? If somebody has there, six months worth of IVs, what do you do? No, like the IVs have to be a use it or lose it thing, man. Like you can't just come cash out six weeks straight of IVs. I mean, right. so I think the IV portion of it probably should be a use it or lose it feature. But obviously the toxins, you know, that's pretty much what they're paying for. I would say that. I'd say that could probably add up if they don't use it. Uh, I think it's a great model. I think you're going to have to just price it to make sure that it's worth it to you as well. So so if they're paying you $199 a month, you know, they get one IV infusion out of it. That IV infusion is going to cost you, what, 40, 50 bucks? Yeah, 30 bucks. Something like that. Mm -hmm. And then it also includes a discount on tox. Have you worked out those numbers, determined how much that's going to cost you? Um, I haven't, not yet. But like I said, just as an example, I tox is right. uh, 12 bucks a unit now. And so if I offered it for 10 for memberships, you know, it's only two bucks less. Is that a significant savings? I, it is. And uh, so cost of tox is, it varies, you know, depends on how much one buys at, at, at a time. But I think mine right now is costing me somewhere around 500 bucks a bottle, 400 units. So yeah, I mean, still making some profit off of it. That's for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's still double. Whenever you're creating a membership subscription program like this, man, your goal is you got to hit that 100 to $120 a month profit okay. at a minimum. If you're not, it's just really not worth it. When you sit down with you know, a piece of paper and a, and, you know, and a pen and you're sitting here doing some math, you got to hit those numbers. So you have to just figure out how much is it costing you and then you know, you know, what's your profit. I think you're smart in exploring what the competition's doing, I would definitely set up things that are similar to that uh-huh. and maybe outdo them a little bit by throwing in something that's real simple. Like sure. B12, B12 shots or something. I mean, yes. I always default to B12 because it costs nothing. Right. Something to consider there too. Okay. Yeah. The model that you have for TRT, I mean, I think that's reasonable. I think that's perfect. I don't know if I, I don't know if I would change any of that. That's pretty solid, man. I mean, that's about what I'm charging. Uh, I charge maybe just a little bit less, but I'm in a poor area. So yeah, that's solid. That's, that's getting you to the hundred dollars a month. Easy. Oh, easily. Um, yeah. Very easy. Yeah. The IV, if you want to do just an IV membership, typically that is either going to be like, you know, once a month or twice a month infusions. Mm-hmm. So again, you just got to work the margins out for that. You know, one IV a month, you got to be making at least a hundred dollars off of it. Two IVs a month, I would be at least between 150 to $200 profit at least. 
then the aesthetics, yeah, I mean, at least a hundred dollar a month profit. That's just from the subscription program, and then they pay you for the actual procedure and the and the talks and fillers later, right? Correct. Yeah. Right. So you're double dipping, pretty much. Yeah. So they're you know yeah. generating income. They're paying monthly. It's on a credit card or whatever. And then when they do come in, then they get their membership discount. Correct. No, I think it's great. Do you have any idea um, those aesthetics practices, uh, like how popular that is? In medical aesthetics, it's hugely popular. I think most med spas, at least in this area, are doing something like that. The thing is that the other, but other med spas have other services to offer. So they have devices, things like lasers and IPLs and that sort of thing. And I, I don't have those. So I'm not able to offer that. I mean, I could offer a discount off the medical grade skincare line that I have, you know, a discount off the, the toxin and the fillers as well. I mean, work with what you got. I mean, you could, you're going to be treating women as well. Why not throw a little weight loss or maybe even some women's HRT? Yeah, right. Oh, I did forget to mention that too. I started doing offering some eglotide as well. So I have a few clients on that and they're doing really well. But yeah, that's the other thing I need is marketing as well. Yeah, for sure. Because what will happen, man, is you'll be having patients come in and they'll see that you know you offer testosterone replacement therapy to men and they're going to ask you why why don't you treat women with with hormones? Um, <laughs> I do get that, ask that quite a bit. Well, there you go. There's your answer right there. You should be offering that <laughs> to some extent. Yeah, food for thought, man. Maybe just pellets or or creams, you know, those kinds of things. You know, I mean, you don't have to complicate. It's pretty simple. Okay. So you have like an all-inclusive um, package too, like a top, top tier package, you know, really like what the the high rollers will do, you know, the Botox, the, the hormone replacement therapy, the IVs. I mean, there's people with money that'll pay for that, you know, okay. $500 a month or $600 a month or whatever it may be. Right, right. So I just mentioned that, you know, other med spas in the area here. So, you know, they have devices. So a little issue I have is that I have patients that come in and they horribly need a, you know, a, a facial, they need some skin pen, they need an IPL treatment just to make, you know, them look much better. And so I refer these people out to other med spas. The problem with that Ooh. is that I am, you know, potentially losing clients because, you know, they'll get on their email list and see what their discounts are or whatnot. So with that, I really, really am considering buying some devices, but those are big money items, but that's the next step I need to consider. Yeah. It's a big investment. It's huge. Huge investment. Those are yeah. expensive. Yeah. No, I've had plenty of sales reps in the office uh, all trying to push. I mean, down to like, here's the paperwork sign. I'm like, no, I'm not ready to make this this big leap yet. You know, it's a big right. investment. And it costs more than like our, the mortgage on our house. Um, aren't there companies that lease these out? Yeah, they do. A lot of them do lease, but you know, even the lease is quite expensive. Right. It's less but, of you a know, risk though. True. But um, again, you know, just once I can kind of get on autopilot and then see what the end of the year looks like. And if it's then time to reinvest into the uh, into the business, then reconsider it then perhaps. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to make an Excel sheet or a Google Docs or something. Okay. And I need you to start tallying up what people are asking for and where you see the need. And you just need to look at this objectively and determine what is it that will have the largest bang for my buck? What will have the largest return on investment? What are patients wanting that I don't have that I could offer? And start just tallying it up and work some numbers and determine what's going to be the cheapest investment with the highest return on investment. And then what's going to be the most expensive with the highest return, which is obviously going to be one of these lasers or one of these devices, right? Right. So just deliver what the world wants, man. I mean, if you have females asking about hormone replacement therapy, deliver it. You know, if you are sending out a lot of business for some of these things that you could do with the device, then try to make it work, but run the numbers. It has to make sense. 
I just yeah, don't want you getting it over your head. Well, and the other thing too, even with the, uh, the men's health part, you know, ED is an issue. So, you know, besides putting them on testosterone and PDE5 inhibitors and PT141 and those sort of things, you know, considering maybe doing PRP, the P-shot as well, because yeah. there are a lot of guys asking for it. I mean, if they're asking for it, then do it. That is a very high dollar procedure and it does not cost that much to do. No, definitely not. It's like around here, I think it goes for about 1500 bucks per treatment, you know, and like when you need a centrifuge and um, a few supplies for that. <laughs> right. It costs absolutely nothing. Like it's, uh -huh. it's almost pure profit. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they're asking for it, dude, I would really look into that. You're only paying for the training is basically all you're doing. And then of course, then, you know, it's Missouri. So I have a collaborating physician. So you know, I always have to make sure that he's on board with all of this. Right, as well. right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. That's part of your expenses too. There's no way out of that. Right. No, actually not. I'm pretty grateful. So my collaborator does not charge me anything. Oh, my collaborator. He was our primary care for a while until he went to concierge medicine, but he's a friend of ours. And so he's like, no, I really want to see you succeed. I'm going to do this for you. So I'm quite grateful for that. I don't know how long that's going to last, but um, I'm, I'm grateful as long as he'll continue to be my collaborator for free. I mean, I, you know, trade like, you know, he'll come in and I give him a toxin treatment or something, but for the most part, no, he doesn't charge me anything. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah, no, you're definitely fortunate there. No question about that. I guess just break it down, dude. You know, the, mm -hmm. uh, the P shots, an easy thing to learn. The training's not that much. You know, I think it's like, don't quote me, but like, it's, I think it's between one to $2,000. I don't, I don't think it costs that much. There's really nothing to it. You got to determine if you want to use the branded P shot name or not. Right, right, right. If not, you have to go through that, uh, what's his name? Dr. Runnell or something Reynolds, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you want to do the branded piece, you got to go through his training. And I, mm -hmm. I, I guys, I don't think it's, I think it's still pretty reasonable, though. I don't think it's that much. Okay. Yeah. So that might be a worthwhile investment. If people are asking for it, you know, buying a shockwave device for ED, that's going to be, that's an investment. Yeah, I wouldn't go down that route. Yeah. I think you have to just look, look at this objectively and determine where's, where's your money going to be best spent. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it's just like personal finances. You have to just determine what's necessary and what's not. But with a business, it's what's necessary to get the highest return on investment. You know, what's the cheapest investment you can make to get the highest return on? Absolutely. So, I know a lot of these aesthetics practices spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on these devices. And I mean, I'm assuming the return's pretty high or they wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's a big yeah. risk to take at first. It is. Yeah. I think maybe you should just focus right now on getting more patients in the door, maximizing what you have. Yeah, absolutely. Don't grow too fast. Sometimes growing too fast is, it can be dangerous. Mm -hmm. you know? So men's health, IV infusion and, uh, and aesthetics. Yeah. I mean, I think it sounds pretty solid. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? I mean, so long-term goal. So, you know, I am 55. Uh, my spouse is 60. He's already partially retired. So we were just talking about this the other day, you know, when do we make want to be completely retired? So, so my goal, I definitely within 10 years for me, we have some investments, um, you know, for 401ks and such, but I'm hoping that, you know, this business grows well enough that perhaps I either um, hire people and um, right. continue to run it or sell it. Yeah, look, uh, a couple thoughts here. So when this thing starts generating more and more revenue, and and it will, as long as you you know continue to get patients in the door, provide great customer service, great patient care. I mean, it, it'll grow. There's no reason why it wouldn't. And you just got to be a little patient. You're only one year in, so you know it's been very very part time. Now you get to focus yeah. on it a lot. I think that this could exponentially grow. Now, what you need to do is obviously try to you know live within the same means that you're living in now. Yeah. If you get to the point where, let's say you're able to pay yourself a couple hundred thousand dollars a year out of this, and you should be able to in time. There's there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to do that within two to three years. I mean, uh -huh. there's no question, maybe even sooner. 
You don't want to have lifestyle creep and lifestyle inflation hit you. That's right. just going to do nothing but delay retirement, right? Absolutely. So you want to make sure that you, you know, the standard of living that you're living now, could you maintain this and be happy? Absolutely. Yeah. Without a yeah. doubt. I mean, we live fairly simply. I mean, we both of our vehicles yeah. are paid for. I have a truck that I bought 22 years ago. I'm still driving the same one. And, you know, besides taking a few vacations a year, I mean, we, you know, we live pretty simply. So maintain that standard of living. What a lot of people do is, is they, this little devil gets in their head and they have all this money and then they just start blowing it on crap. You know, mm-hmm. consumer junk, sports cars, $500,000 million houses, just ridiculous stuff. <laughs> and all it does is just, it just kicks the can down the road. You're just more and more of a slave even to your own business. So don't, don't go down that route. So if you can maintain the standard of living, great. So all profits that you have, it needs to be rolled into the business to make it grow, to get that new location, you know, to get those devices and those things, as long as you feel like it's a sound investment while paying yourself some money to live off of and whatnot. And then once enough money is invested in the business, you'll always be investing money in the business. You always will, but you'll get to a point where you won't need to invest that much into it anymore. My two men's health practices, I don't need to invest that much money into them anymore, unless I want to open up a third location or buy like a shockwave device or something. Uh And so now I'm able to roll all of my profits into, you know, like paying off a rental property or investing it in the stock market or buying a rental property or those kinds of things. So you're just shifting the income from one source into something else that'll generate you the cash flow that you'll need, you know, for when you get older. I mean, if you can get five to 10 rentals under your belt, I mean, dude, you, you, could, you could live off that income, right? Right, right. So yeah, so you need to just make sure that you have a plan there when the time comes. Yeah, I mean, I think you could easily do it. Now, selling the business, that's going to be one of those things that as long as you have systems in place mm-hmm. and you have staff, then yeah, sure, someone might be able to buy that from you. And so hiring other NPs or other providers to see patients for you is the ultimate goal. But you have to kind of just get in the trenches now and figure out your systems, figure out your procedures, figure out your protocols, figure out what works and what doesn't work. I mean, no one can really tell you this. You just have to do it. Right. So yeah, you just do. I mean, I wish I wish I could tell you exactly what to do, but I can't. Like you just have to do it. And so yeah, I think the goal would be is once you get to a point where your schedule is getting full, you're booking out patients greater than two weeks in advance, or you simply want to maybe just work three days a week instead of five days a week, and you want to have some more time off, then it's time to hire another provider and train them within your model. And then once you have uh, you know other nurse practitioners or whatever working for you, you'll see that passive income come in and your mindset will shift. It's kind of weird. You'll see that how delegating tasks and leveraging other people's labor essentially can benefit you greatly. And it also benefits them as long as you treat them well. You know what I mean? So I think that's a great idea. I think it's a good plan. I think you just need to get there the next year and just continue to hustle hard. Yep. That I am doing. This thought just crossed my mind. How much just bootstrap marketing have you done? Like how much have you just like gone out, introduced yourself, you know, at gyms and beauty salons and you know, like how much of that have you done? You know, I did some of that early on. So a couple of gems, I, they allowed me to put uh, some flyers and I got a few guys from that, even some of the bars locally. So, and I have a large male gay population that comes to see me. And so a couple of the bars allowed me to put some flyers up in, in their, in their bars and restrooms too. So it made them very specific. So they were gay bars. And so, you know, I made sure that the ads were, you know, all genders welcome. And then kind of a rundown of what some of the, um, what yeah. the services are. So yeah, that's kind of free advertisement as well. So are those still up though in there? They, they are. 
Mm-hmm. They are. Okay. Gotcha. And are you, are you still getting patients from them? I am. I have you know, a few people that said, oh yeah, I saw your ad in the bathroom. So I kind of know right. what, what, when they're talking about. And yeah. I just talked to somebody yesterday too, that um, is a part owner in, in a bar here in town. So um, he said, yeah, just bring, bring in the, the flyers and uh, you know, we'll talk about it again. Cool. Yeah. I would definitely see if you can maybe start expanding that. I mean, uh, I'd say out of all my ads, the ads that I got in bars and restaurants and stuff, uh, barber shops, I mean, it, it kills it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like just go to like barber shops and just, you know, be like, Hey, can I set some cards out right here? You know, I'll, I'll add some of your cards to my clinic or whatever. And usually they're, you know, they say that's fine. And if you can pay them maybe 50 bucks a month or whatever to have some, you know, an ad in their bathroom or something, that stuff paid. I mean, it, it works. Absolutely. Or even offer discounts too. you know, like the owners. Right. I'm like, you know, Hey, come on in and I'll give you a percent off. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. For sure. Well, listen, do you have anything else you want to talk about? I think we covered a lot, my friend. Thank you so much. Um, no, you're welcome. I think you got a pretty solid plan here. I think that if you can break down the service lines and do more of a DBA for each one and just have landing pages for each each service, I think that uh, the aesthetics arm of it, I think it'll grow for you. So, yeah, that's a, that's yeah. great advice. Yeah. All right. So I'd like to end the episode with you asking me a question. You got a, I don't know if you have any questions for me. Yeah, well, I mean, you've people you've been done like how many interviews now? Fourteen or so. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> I'm trying to not to repeat what somebody else has asked you, but um, sure. so as far as nursing, like you know, what was your inspiration for you to go into nursing? Because you've obviously you know come a far a long way. That's <sighs> kind of a difficult question. It's a mixture of things, you know. Like at a particular time in my life, I needed something. You know what I mean? So I graduated with a degree in biology and chemistry and uh, in business actually. And wasn't too sure what I wanted to do. I don't know if I wanted to do like dental school, medical school, nursing school, pharmacy school. Like I was just kind of 21, 22 years old, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. You just don't really know what you want to do when you're 21 years old. You just don't. Yeah. No clue. So yeah, I took a year off and just kind of did, you know, bullshit jobs, you know, like working at a hotel and waiting and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, a buddy of mine was like, I'm going to an accelerated BSN program. And so I started looking into it. I always knew I kind of wanted to do something in healthcare. And so I looked at the accelerated BSN program and I was like, you know, I think this would be a good way to get into it. I mean, I was kind of thinking to myself, I'm going to become a nurse practitioner if I go down this route, because I definitely wanted to you know, go the med school route and whatnot, or dental school, or whatever it was. And I just applied to the BSN program, got in the accelerated BSN program. And I don't know, man, just kind of the rest is history, you know, like yeah. it just kind of, kind of just happened, you know, I didn't really have any specific motivators other than I just kind of wanted to do some healthcare related thing, you know, so well, it worked out well for you, <laughs> right? Like here I am today, you know, Absolutely. yeah. So that's just kind of life for you, you know, it just throws you, throws you a curveball and you just, you just go down a path and things happen, you know? Absolutely. So, uh, no, so I'm, I'm very grateful that you went down that path. Um, you know, again, I, I've said this to you many times before in our correspondence, but I'm very grateful for you, Justin, because you really have inspired me and so many other nurse practitioners to kind of break free. Um, and, um, so thank you. No, absolutely, man. It's been a pleasure. I've uh, I really enjoyed watching you progress from you know when I first talked to you two years ago or however how long it was. It's really uh, it's really cool, man. You're like one of the first people that took my courses. One of the first people who ever messaged or emailed me. Like it's great. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Sounds like we'll have a so, uh, lifetime friendship here then. Absolutely, hundred percent. So okay. Well, hey, listen, I appreciate your time, and um, yeah, I look forward to uh, maybe talking to you again in six to twelve months. See where you're at. Yeah, let's do a follow up call. hundred percent. I'm down for that. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye.
I hope everyone enjoyed the conversation with Andy. This was a great episode. I mean, I've known Andy for a couple years now. He opened his men's health practice about a year ago. He's almost there on autopilot mode and he's going to be there. I think he's going to have a very profitable practice within three to four months. You know, he went from part-time to full-time. So I think the big thing here is sometimes you just have to be forced to jump into your practice full time. You know, he's been working part time doing those COVID evaluations and whatnot the last you know year and a half, two years. And those contracts have ended. So now he can dedicate himself fully to his practice. So his mind is in the right place. He's thinking about growth. He's thinking about where the revenue is. So I want you guys to remember this. When you open a practice, right, and it's been going for a little while, Remember, let the world tell you what they want. So he's listening to his patients, he's looking at the numbers, and he sees that aesthetics has the highest profit margins in his clinic, but yet the testosterone in men's health is still generating a healthy profit as well. And so I think it's wise for him to start going down the aesthetics route some more and maybe do a quick rebranding of his clinic. Remember, you are not set in stone with your clinic. You can change whatever service you want at any time, okay? You don't necessarily have to stick with it and just go, okay? You can always add stuff. You can always change things. And so his focus would be a little bit more aesthetics and just men's health some IV infusions thrown in the mix. So I think that him changing his name slightly and rebranding his clinic slightly to get the women aesthetic market into his practice is a smart move. You know, I mean, this is business. Go where the money is, okay? Don't try chasing phantoms, all right? Go where the money is. Do what works. All right, hope everyone enjoyed this episode. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, bye. Thank you for listening to the show. Quick legal disclaimer, the content of this podcast is meant for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be used as legal, financial, medical, regulatory, or practice-specific advice. For information pertaining to your specific legal, financial, medical, or practice-specific needs, please be sure to consult with your lawyer, CPA, medical director, and or your state's practice laws and the most up-to-date clinical guidelines. As always, do your due diligence when it comes to any information found online and in podcasts. The content in this podcast is copyrighted by Galaxy Medical Southwest 2022 and cannot be duplicated, rebroadcasted, or reproduced without our written permission.